Good midnight, Ripsters. On tonight's episode, your horror hosts, Chainsaw Paul and Wolfman Bebo, take a trip to Scumtown and review the 2011 film Hobo with a Shotgun. Life is tough living on the streets, especially when the town is overrun by sadistic, drug-addicted murderers killing for the fun of it. But no one expected a shotgun-toting hobo to ride in and clean the streets. So grab your favorite beverage, watch out for the plague, and welcome to Podcast from the Crypt. We begin with the reign of terror. A few murders here and there. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why are you doing this to us? Because you're home. It's the midnight hour, Cripsters. At least for your horror host, Chainsaw Paul and Wolfman Memo. Ow! I don't even know if the moon's out, but uh, I got a howl. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, and this is Podcast from the Crypts. What's up, Cripsters? What's up, Wolfman? What up, Chainsaw Paul? Uh, you know, we're here again. Doing another fucking episode. Paul's recording in the middle of the desert with uh, rattlesnakes uh, just circling around him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can't I can't see shit out here, but it's fucking noisy at my house right now, so I'm like, ah, let's do it. That's why I've been coming out here, trying to just like get some fucking quiet. But I am kind of next to a freeway, so if you Cripsters here and cars go by, that's why. So, uh, what have you been up to, uh, last Chainsaw Paul since, uh, we last met? Oh, well, uh, we, we can, uh, talk about our misadventure, uh, at least it was a quick one when you came down to pick up the files for our last recording. So, uh, yeah, Wolfman was having a real fucking hard time sending last episode to me. Um, so I was like, well, fuck it, dude, I'll just drive down there. And uh, just put that shit on a flash drive. Because I was like, I'm bored anyway, so might as well take a, a road trip down to Long Beach. Yeah, so uh, we ended up hanging out for a bit. Uh, it was, uh, instead of it taking like hours and hours for me to send it over to Paul, because uh, I have like, you know, a, a slow Wi-Fi. Um, so it's not reliable. It Sometimes it just cuts out in the middle of sending it to him. Uh, quite a bit <laughs> in my experience with that. Uh, this time he came down, put it on a stick, and it was done in seconds. I was like, God yeah. damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's sec- you know, never never mind the, the four or five hours it took me to go there and back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, I was bored. But, so. but still. And that and we haven't seen each other in a while. So Yeah, so still quicker than, uh, you know, like even with the four or five hours uh, of the driving, it probably was faster than uh, <laughs> me sending it with all the having to, yeah. to resend it uh, a bunch of times because it uh, cuts off. So after that, I was like, all right, well, you know, 
show them around town at least uh in the middle of the night because it was about midnight or so uh so we ended up going to i was gonna take them over to san pedro uh but instead we went to redondo beach and just walked around hung out around there and it was a uh, labor day weekend so it was uh i booked what was it monday paul when you came down or uh, Sunday? Yeah, I believe so. One of those days. I think it was Monday. Out there hanging out with the with the hobos on the beach. Ha. And that makes me think, dude, is that is that what made you pick our our movie for tonight? Uh, Thinking about those hobos? I uh, maybe it uh maybe it did. Uh it had maybe it had something to play <laughs> with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean we were we were over there at the beach and goddamn uh, whoever all the people that went there, I know there's a lot of people that went uh Man, you guys left a lot of garbage. Yeah, dude, it was fucking horrible. It stank like, like it didn't smell like we were hoping. Like you go to the beach, you get that nice beach smell, like the ocean smell. Nope, garbage. It was like if we went to the dump. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, but it was cool. Like walking around at night. The the crazy thing was, even though it was night, like we we're in the middle of a heat wave. So uh, me and Paul, it was it was humid. And uh, we were sweating it. It was probably like one, one o'clock or so, uh, walking, you know, around there. So it was pretty crazy. It's like middle of, you know, like late at night, early morning, and it's hot. Yeah, that was actually pretty fucking horrible, dude. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm gonna have to take a shower when I get home." I'm so fucking sweaty. Yeah, I was. I mean, uh, I I saw you, and then. I know I must have been the same way. We were like, you, you look at our skin and it looked like all kind of uh, plasticky and glistening with the the sweat that was sticking <laughs> to us. You know, we look like yeah. uh, like we could be like uh, plastic Barbie figures. You know, but fatter, but fatter <laughs> ones. <laughs> it was a good time, and I got the file, so I was able to get that edited. And that was last episode that that you guys heard, so it all came out nice. Yep. So uh, it was cool. Um, yeah. So uh, next time we'll take Paul to uh, another part of uh, my hood, even though it's gonna be night and not gonna see much. You're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna take me through Compton. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna take him to Compton and drop him off right there. Oh God. Either that or uh, maybe oh, downtown LA. That's the end of Chainsaw. <laughs> I'll be like blend in, blend in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can't. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll throw you some hobo clothes. Speaking of hobo, that brings me to uh, tonight's movie review, Hobo with the Shotgun, and this was Memo's pick. Yeah, um, it's uh, I picked this one. Um, I don't know if it's like how Paul said, maybe uh, like uh, it you know had something to do with the beach and all that trash right there, but I doubt it. Uh, I kind of picked it because I've I kind of been wanting to do it uh, for a while, like kind of back of my mind, and um, it was like, and then plus it was like after our summer series, and then the last one we did was uh kind of it was basically a comedy that we did, and like yeah. I mean it was one that Paul grew up and loved, you know, the Burbs, so and it was a good movie. Um, but I kind of was like, all right, I'm not really in the mood for some comedy right now. I need to like cleanse the palate, and I need to get into some gore, some uh, blood and yes. guts going on. Cause uh, yes. it, the last one didn't have any at all, except for bones. Yeah, you, that was like one of the things you were complaining about. So totally makes sense that 
that you'd want to go straight to like one of the goriest movies there is. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're gonna go from some for some ultra violence, gore, over the top acting, uh, just all that stuff, and uh, this one has it for sure. Definitely. So stick around till later in the episode to hear our thoughts on Hobo with the Shotgun. You got some fucking horror news for us, Wolfman? I got some horror news, Cripsters. All right, so the first bit of horror news, uh, it'll be a quick one. I don't know how long we're going to go on it, but uh, it is some scream news. Uh, the last that we've heard is Nev Campbell is returning to the cast. So that is, of course, basically the main character of the Scream series. Oh, man, it's not Scream without fucking Sydney, dude. Come on. It's like it's like not having Ghostface, dude. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so I'm super happy that she's coming back. Even if it's just like a small part, dude. You know, it just it's just going to tie in the other ones to make it an actual sequel, you know what I mean? So I'm all for that. We already knew that David Arquette's coming back, Courtney Cox is coming back, but Nev Campbell coming back is that cherry on top. Boom. Yep. So I'm super stoked. All right, so we're looking forward to the return of Ghostface in the near future. Hopefully. <laughs> so the last bit of news is that uh, Candyman has been delayed. Da- God damn it. Boo. Boo. Some bullshit news, man. Boo. Huh. But at the same time, I think I kind of fucking figured that was going to happen. Uh, yeah, man. Even when we were recording the update, the uh, not last episode, but I think it was the one before yeah. that. And we're saying, yeah, like they're confirmed that it's coming out. Like it's going to for sure. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's not coming out. <laughs> I mean, it, it got, yeah, it's yeah, another it it's happened. another thing that uh, 2020 has ruined. Yep. Fucking 2020, man. I was like, uh, especially for us in California, we've had everything going on with us. And uh, right now we're going through all the fires as well. So, And our air quality sucks. Yeah, California is on fire. I'm sitting in a fucking pit of flames right now recording. <laughs> Paul is in the middle, in the in the last circle of hell. Yeah, pretty fucking much. And then now, and now we get this news that, that Candyman's delayed. And... It's like indefinitely delayed, so they don't know when they're going to release it. There's no new release date. There's no hints on when it could come out at all. It's just that they're deciding to hold on to it, and they'll let us know when they have an, a, a new release date. And what they're doing, it kind of makes sense, though, because there was this movie that came out. I think it was called The Tenant. It came out in the theaters like over the weekend, you know, after a lot of the theaters are opening, and it did horrible. Like, the box office results were fucking pretty much dead in the water. Well, I'm thinking right now that any movie that comes out, not many people are going to go to the movies, you know, to the theaters. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why they're like, oh, fuck. People aren't going to the theaters even though they're open. So we can't just fucking release this shit on VOD and Blu-ray. Like, we got to wait and just... When everything goes back to normal. Yeah, I think that's for most of that stuff. That makes me think that, like, the movie is actually really fucking good. That they believe that this movie's going to be fucking dope. Yeah, I'm I'm, think, I'm thinking it will be. Yeah, so, you know what? That makes me happy in a way, so 
I'm willing to wait. I just, you know, that was the one thing to look forward to as far as like movie going for the, the this year, you know what I mean? Because we thought that this shit was coming out, but it's not. Oh, well. Another one bites the dust. Another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. And apparently, like, a lot of the movies that had release dates for next year, they're doing the same thing, especially with Sony. And, you know, they, they're coming out with uh, Ghostbusters and a few other ones, um, like... Uh, Morbius and shit like that. Oh man, I forgot we were supposed to already have gotten Ghostbusters and uh that didn't happen. <laughs> Damn it. And they're do they're pretty much doing the same thing where they're pulling them and they're not going to release them until everything's back to normal. So however long that takes. I mean, if they release Ghostbusters, they would have that would have been messed up for them too because that that for sure is going to make some money. And the way things are, it they would be losing big time on uh, what they could have made. Exactly. So in a way, you know, we're, we're pissed off because we're not getting our movies. But, you know, if they start losing all this money because people aren't going to the theaters, then they're not going to be making quality movies anymore. It's just going to come down to it. I know it's kind of hard to think that the whole movie scene and movie industry could could fall like that but it's like anything else you know they're there to make the money yeah i mean they're there to make the money they, they got it's got a profit and if it doesn't make the money like we wanted to go in there and to succeed like especially like ghostbusters we love you know it's beloved it's a beloved franchise and uh if it fails we're not going to get any more sequels exactly everybody knows how that works essentially if they don't triple their budget then there's no talks of sequels at all they have to triple their budget for even to to be any ideas of of more movies going forward, so if people aren't go, getting their butts in the theaters right now, they're not going to have any. You know, they're not going to have any chance to triple their budget. So I get it in a business standpoint. I get it. Still makes me mad though that we're not getting our movies. Yeah, but uh, you know, hopefully uh, the future everything goes back to normal and uh, it's gonna it's kind of it's kind of gonna be kind of weird but uh not weird at the same time because i mean of course we're used to it like uh beforehand but now we're just like all stuck in limbo at the moment <laughs> yeah all right so uh that's it for uh that bit of horror news you got some fucking birthdays for us wolfman happy fucking birthday birthday boy birthday girl birthday boy birthday girl birthday boy birthday girl can be christ All right, so uh, the first birthday that I will mention is going to be the reanimator, Jeffrey Combs. Fuck yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, and, of course, uh, the I think the one uh, the one that we did review of him uh, was Would You Rather. So, But he's been in a bunch of stuff. And uh, one day we'll hit up some more of his uh, movies for sure. Oh, definitely, dude. We got to do Reanimator. We got to do The Frighteners. Uh, I'd like I'd like to do Castle Freak one of these times. Dude, there's all kinds of movies. Reanimator and the uh, sequels. <laughs> so, yeah, happy birthday, Jeffrey. Hope you're listening to us right now. If you are, fucking hit us up. Say thank you. <laughs> all right, so the second birthday that I've got is uh, a horror icon. Doug Bradley, Pinhead himself, Hellraiser, 
Doug Bradley's a man. Yeah, he's more of uh like off of like all our uh like uh horror icon like maniacs like the the big ones uh that we know of. He's like one of the more uh cerebral uh ones that that I can think of, you know? I think he's yeah. he's one of the Yeah. brainy ones right there and uh he doesn't just kill you uh I mean yeah, he can tear you apart and stuff. If he wants to, if he chooses to. No, nah, but, but he's definitely the the smart the smart fucking horror villain. Yeah, because compared to all the other big icons, yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because he's kind of like just in the lurking in the background, just like waiting for you, kind of like to mess yourself up, where uh, you're the you lead to your own demise, you know. But and yeah. he's a tool that uh, that uh, that is for that, but he's just you know, but it's up to you to to get to that point. So uh, yeah. Happy birthday to you, Doug Bradley. Maybe, uh, hopefully one day we'll get one more Hellraiser from you. All right, and I got uh, two more birthdays for us uh, to uh, celebrate. Uh, first one I'm going to mention is uh, Jennifer Tilly. Of course, we know her as the Bride of Chucky. Um, I think the first movie that I seen, it wasn't a horror movie with her. I think the first one that I saw, it, it was a good movie from what I remember. Uh, was I think it was called Bound, yeah, uh, with uh, her and Gina Gershon. Oh yeah, yep. You know what? I think that was the first one I saw her in too. What the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> but they were like two hot chicks in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's the one I remember, and I remember there was a scene about like uh, cutting a, a person's thumb off or something. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was in that movie. Where it's like a mafia kind of thing happening. Oh man, um, it's been I fucking decades I, since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I don't know if like the mafia was after them or something or or what, but I think there was like, some kind of spiel like, oh yeah, like if if you owe them, then they like start cutting off fingers and like if they mean business, that like they save the thumb for last. <laughs> you know, like like they like it'll cut your pinky off and then they'll be like, okay, uh, you know, like you better pay us or the next one coming off is the thumb and then that's you know. They can still use her hand, but, you know, missing a thumb, you're screwed. Yeah, you can't forget she's in a Family Guy. She plays Bonnie. Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, that. her voice is so recognizable. Like, you don't even have to see her, and you know that's her. All right, so what's the last one you got for us, Wolfman? And last but not least, Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows her. Everybody loves yeah, her. And we, I think that was the first birthday that we mentioned, uh, you know, when we started this birthday thing. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday, fuckers. All right, Cripster. So, this is a new segment we're trying out, and hopefully we're able to do this every episode. Uh, we asked you guys on our social media to click that link and leave us a message. Anything you want. Shout out to us. Shout out to yourself, friends, whatever. Leave a message. Promote whatever you want. Anything horror related. Uh, books, movies, other podcasts, whatever. So uh, here's a couple that we got. Like I said, I hope that we're able to continue and do this like every episode. So without further ado... Here we go. Hey, Paul and Wolfman. It's your cousin, Mariah. Just wanted to give you and your podcast a shout out um, and just say congrats to your guys' continued success. 
Um, I just I remember being a little girl watching everything from Pumpkinhead to Leprechaun to even Puppet Master with my brother uh, at your house. So ever since then, I've developed a love for anything and everything spooky. So just wanted to for that. But I was also wondering if you guys would ever talk about Tales from the Crypt, the series on your channel, or possibly the movies like Rodeo, Blood, and um, Demon Knight. So keep up the great work and stay spooky. What's up guys? It's your boys Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street all the way up here in the Great White North. Uh, just sending you a message, say thanks for uh, all the support. Um, thanks for offering us the chance to have a little plug on one of your episodes. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, your listeners and you guys can find us on Instagram at uh, Podcast on Elm Street or Facebook. Or Twitter a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we're pumping out episodes probably once every week sometimes a little bit more sometimes a little bit less just kind of depends on how things go but uh yeah check us out on all podcasting platforms yep and uh we're running out of our minute here so thanks again talk to you later all right so yeah i'd like to thank my cousin mariah for leaving that awesome fucking message and uh, also uh, we'd like to thank mark and brooke from a podcast on elm street for leaving their message and definitely go check their show out so if you guys want to leave us a message and say whatever the fuck you want to say you can find the link on our social media pages instagram facebook slasher twitter or go directly to our anchor.fm profile click on that message link we can't fucking wait to hear from you guys i used to be like you long time No, I'm perfect. No mistakes, no regrets. People look at you and think of how wonderful your future will be. They want you to be something special, like a, a doctor or a lawyer. I hate to tell you this. But if you grow up here, you're more likely to wind up selling your bodies on the streets. Or shooting dope from dirty needles in a bus stop. And if you're successful, you'll make money selling junk to crackheads. They won't think twice about killing someone's wife. Because you won't even know wrong in the first place. Maybe you end up like me. It's that time of the show, Cripsters. It's the main attraction. And for tonight's episode, we're reviewing Hobo with the Shotgun from 2011. 
directed by Jason Eisner, starring Rutger Hauer as the hobo, Rob Wells as Logan, Brian Downey as Drake, Gregory Smith as Slick, Nick Bateman as Ivan, Molly Dunsworth as Abby, and David Brunt as Dirty Cop. Quick synopsis, a homeless vigilante blows away crooked cops, pedophile Santas, and other scumbags with his trusty pump-action shotgun. It's not like 100% horror, but I mean, it is a really gory ride, so... But the, and uh, it is uh, super extreme. Yeah, you're right. This one really isn't horror at all, but that gore makes it horror because it's hor- it's horrific, you know? Gore, extreme, and then, like, uh, I mean, just the kills, too. It's, like, uh, kills and then ma- people getting maimed, like, left and right. So with all that stuff going on, it kind of does have uh, some horror aspects in there, you know? Got some people. Yeah. For- yep. Nah, I'm glad you put this one up, man, because it's it's been a while since I've seen it. I've seen it a few times before watching it again for the episode, and fuck, I love it, dude. So, kudos to Wolfman for throwing this on the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, you know, with this one, it's like, I, I watched it, and uh, I kind of wanted to hear, I, I want to hear uh, Chainsaw's reaction towards it, like, uh, what he thought of it, like, the first time watching it, because... I mean, with me, when I was watching it, I was just kind of like, with it being like, so, uh, like, I didn't know what to expect when I saw it. I mean, I saw the little clip of, like, the original, um, like, fake trailer. So I thought, all right, you know, it's part of the Grindhouse world. Uh, Maybe, you know, it'll be good, like, the other stuff that came out. And then you saw the other clips of the other ones. And uh, even though they haven't made any of those other movies, you kind of still want to see some of those come out, uh, you know. At some point, but it's been a well, long time. Well, they did time. Machete. Yeah, they did Machete, but I mean, there's other ones like Thanksgiving that I know a lot of people wanted to catch that one. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Yeah, and like the last I heard, he plans on doing it, Eli Roth. Yeah. But, you know, that was a couple of years ago when I heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, with this one, I was like, uh, let's, let's, let me check it out. I mean, I watched Machete. I thought this one would kind of be like, you know, in the same type of realm or something, but... Uh, I think yeah. this one even this one even took it like way further out there, man. Um, oh yeah, fuck so yeah, yeah dude. like yeah. So like, I mean, the first time watching it, I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was watching. Like, oh my god, like uh, I kind of felt like if this stuff was like real, like this is like, like too much. Uh, you know, like <laughs> the gore and like uh, the dialogue, all that stuff, and like uh, I don't know. And then plus, like how that city was just like extremely like. Uh, just crime-ridden and, and uh, like, no hope at all, you know? Yeah, that city's worse than fucking Detroit and RoboCop. Huh. <laughs> yep. And you know how bad that is. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's not a place I'd want to live in or uh, or even pass through. Um, cause... Now, let's go back to a, a little bit. To, and you you were mentioning that, that this was from an, an original fake trailer from the, the Grindhouse movies back in 2007. Now, I you said you've seen that before. I didn't even know that fucking existed. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing with that one, uh, I watched it because I, I think I saw it on YouTube the first time because uh, I'm sure, I don't know if you watched the uh, original like Grindhouse movies that came out um, with, uh, you know, Rodriguez and Tarantino that, with those ones, they yeah, had the, yeah. the and trailers. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen all the, the, those trailers and shit. Yeah, that they had those trailers, but uh, Hobo with the Shotgun wasn't in that one because we're here in the U.S. 
uh, I read up on it, and with that one, it was only shown in Canada. It was a Canadian entry, and they only shown it over there. Um, oh, that's why. Yeah. Uh, so it got like a you know a big pop, and a bunch of people wanted to uh, have that as a real movie. So uh, you know, a little bit after they actually did make yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, taking it back a little bit, like I said, I, I mentioned like I was like, man, while I was watching this. Uh, I mean, it was hard to watch a lot of this stuff because um, I'm not used to it. Uh, I wasn't used to it, and then uh, I mean, but I kept watching it. I was like, all right, let me, you know, let 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 me keep pushing on through and see what happens. Um, what was uh, your kind of gut reaction when you first watched this chainsaw? Uh, sort of the same. I mean, you know, like even before that, I I was watching some some extreme stuff, some uh, really realistic kind of gore but i don't know there's just something about it to where like even the gore like most of it is real campy and fake yeah um the way that it's portrayed and like the kills and and uh the way the characters are like so like especially like the the murderers are like just happy and fucking having a good old time that's really disturbing on its own so you know i was taken back a little bit yeah that's kind of one of the things like how the characters were in and like the the kids of the Drake and the Drake, uh, like how I yeah that uh, I was like kind of like whoa like these guys are uh, extreme you know like hardcore and and uh, I was like I I kind of was like uh, what the hell is going on especially when the Drake first shows up and uh, you know when you first see him and then he's basically kind of like a, a game show host uh, like a bar- barker from hell. Uh, just needs to get that attention and and uh, and uh, show off to people, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he's that demented game show host, and fucking this is his this game is his baby that he's playing and making everybody watch all these murders and shit. Want to let everybody know who's boss in that town for sure, you know. And 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 like I said, that for me, that's was the the most disturbing part of the movie was. How, uh, you know, the killers just thought it was normal and it was fun and they're just having a good old fucking time. But then, like, other people around there, you know, they were kind of feeling the same way. Like, this is the normal shit. And that's that's what really took me back. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, this town's fucked. You know, you could, you could tell that some of the townsfolk, they weren't into the shit. There's a couple of scenes where Drake kind of force, forces them to clap and all this and that, but... For the most part, the, the the majority of the people that live in that town, they're they're fucked, dude, and they don't give a shit about anybody. Yeah, it's kind of like if uh, they were kind of uh, insects for him to play with, and anytime he decides to, he can just uh, crush any of them that he wants to in any way he wants. Yep, exactly. To to begin this movie, like uh, the first images we see is uh, Rutger Hauer as the hobo, and he's in his uh, in a, one of the trains um, with the door open, just uh, you know coming coming through uh, the the tracks. And uh, while he's coming through, like we hear like this music, and it's kind of cool. Like it's like the way it was shot, and uh, even like the 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 film how they how they made it with the colors like it was like extreme like saturated and and bright kind of looks a little weird but yeah like well while, while yeah we're, real grainy and shit yeah and kind of like while, while we're watching them too it's like he like he has such a presence that uh you know he's just sitting there but like just you know you can see him kind of thinking 
and just the presence where he could be there for you know a few minutes and you're still cool. He's just there for about a minute to open it uh, until he arrives to town. But while he's coming, like you yeah. hear this music in the background as well, and it's kind of it's kind of reminds me of like those uh, old uh, like Sergio Leone uh, type of uh, tunes that came out like when the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, came out. That type of stuff. So it kind of had like a mix of uh, really good music throughout this movie. And I love the the music and the like the tone that you're talking about, like that saturation that they did with the the colors and the the grain they did and it looks like they filmed it on like an old ass like 35 millimeter camera and it's been sitting around in in storage somewhere for like fucking 25 years yeah but it's actually like on a modern digital camera and it's they just did a lot of effects and shit which they did it the right way you know there's i've seen times where they where, where other filmmakers try to do this for a newer type of movie trying to make it look old and it just doesn't work at all. You can see right through all the effects, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they did a good job on this. Yeah, so uh, he arrives, and then uh, the first thing you see is, like, the, the town is, uh, they have a sign right there. And I think it was called, like, uh, it's, a, some, it's something like a welcoming sign, like, Welcome to Hope Town, but it's all crossed off, and it's, like, uh, Welcome to Scum Town. And, uh... Yeah, so like within the first few minutes, we see him. He arrives. He's walking through town, and this place is all messed up. Like he's walking through, like within seconds, like you see someone stealing a, uh, you know, a radio from the car, from breaking into a car, taking off with it. Uh, next thing you see is some dude. Like there's like uh, some people fighting, and then you end up seeing that it's like some dude recording people, uh, basically bum fighting, where he's paying money to the downtrodden people. You know, just to, uh, you know, debase themselves uh, for yeah. his pleasure. It was just like those old those old videos uh, that they did, like, early 2000s bum fights. I used to watch those shits. Yeah, so uh, right after that, uh, uh, you know, we already see a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Besides what we just mentioned, uh, the first bit of craziness is we see some dude coming out, uh, you know, running around asking, you know, yelling for people to help him. And he's got a manhole cover around his neck. Uh, and, you know, no one's really helping him. And he's like, come on, he's gonna, they're going to kill me. Like, you know, he needs some help. So, like, uh, yeah, that's the first thing. We end up finding out, like, uh, that uh, this guy is in relation to the, uh, basically, the guy that runs the town. who His name is the Drake. So the Drake shows up with his two boys. Um, and they're after him. And that's, that's uh they're the uncle of the two boys. I'm your uncle. I've known you since you were fucking babies. This cocksucker gave me the shittiest Christmas presents. I hate Christmas. <laughs> you fucking brats, fuck off! Drake, stop this! We're family! It's the rules, Logan. You're our lucky contestant. <laughs> so, like, they end up uh, capturing him. Uh, there's, like, an open manhole cover, so they, they knock him down into the manhole cover. And that's when, uh, like that first. I mean, at, until then, I was like, "All right, let's let's see what's going on." The first time I was viewing it, and then when I saw this, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Uh, yeah. So he's in the cover. They uh, end up putting like a uh, like a razor blade uh, rope kind of thing around his neck, and uh, the other part is tied up to a truck, uh, which the uh, Drake uh, drove up on. 
So uh, before like everything's going on, the Drake's all into uh, his like I said, the game show host kind of thing, where he's talking to a, uh, the bunch of group of people that are seeing this in Sue, and uh, he's just loving everything, just uh, you know soaking it in, and uh, you know he like the guy's all begging for his life and. The Drake's like, oh, but you know, you you know you know me too well. Like the Drake doesn't show any mercy. Uh so yeah, he's like on with the show. He has his uh his two boys right there, uh, you know, helping him out. So one of them named Ivan, he's basically the muscle, and he's telling them like, yeah, like uh, have everybody watch this. So he's got a gun pulled on the people, and uh, he's like, any of you guys don't look at this, you're gonna regret this, and uh, you're gonna wish that you weren't born. And the other son, he has him in the truck, and, uh, you know, away we go. He takes off. Off goes uh, their uncle's head. So you see a bunch of blood squirting everywhere, kind of Kill Bill style. And uh, what took this more to the extreme, like like I said, the first time watching, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Uh, some scantily clad, uh, like, robe-wearing chick. Like, she's got a robe on and just, like, a bikini or something underneath. Or just her bra and panties, and she goes up to where like the guy lost his head, the blood squirting out. She goes on top of that with a and and has the blood splattering all over her, and she's kind of like having uh like an orgasmic uh, kind of uh, dance thing going on right there. Yeah, and and that was probably like the first scene where I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, that was like that. It was pretty disturbing just watching her like actually get off to this, you know. But it's all in good fun. Yeah. And the uncle was played by Rob Wells, and he's from uh, Trailer Park Boys fame. Like, anybody who's seen that show, you, you recognize him for sure. All right. So uh, just uh, telling the tale of this movie, I'm not going to give you guys all the details. Uh, that's for you guys to, uh, you know, give it a watch and uh, see if you enjoy it or not. So we're going to skip along and uh, move back and forth and get you guys all through it uh, as quick as possible. So, uh, yeah, a bunch of th different things happen. One of the things that we do find out is the hobo, uh, like, while going through town, all he wants, you know, he, he ends up uh, seeing a lawnmower. And that's basically kind of what he wants throughout, like, the whole uh, the movie is, like... Uh, he just wants to yeah, get a lot more. That's like his goal. Yeah, he wants to get a lot more, and then he'll just be happy in life. Like if he can get that, you know, if he can only get that. Uh, but he doesn't have. Yeah, if he could get that, maybe mow some lawns here and there, keep his belly full, keep him with some fucking paps, he'd be good. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's a hobo, so he doesn't got the funds for it. You know, so that's uh, that's a problem over there that he's gonna have to try to you know get over. Uh, a bunch of other stuff happens. We see more of the uh, decay of the city and the and uh, the people, and the two boys. You see all that uh, bunch of craziness happening. Uh, we also get introduced to a uh, a major character in here, which uh, which is Abby. Uh, she is uh, her occupation is uh, she's a hooker, uh, but she's kind of like a hooker with a heart of gold. Uh, so what I enjoyed about her character is uh, her evolution that happens. Like at first, she's basically like everybody else, just a victim of this town, because uh, she—that's all she can do as far as the work that she has. Uh, but in the end, she basically becomes a total badass. Uh, you know, su you know, one of those last girl heroines that that everybody roots for. So I enjoy that about her character. I enjoyed uh, the arc that happens, the story between. So. 
I mean, she was uh, one of my favorites to get behind besides, uh, of course, the uh, our main character, the hobo. Uh, when we meet Abby, it's uh, because they end up going to the, uh, it's basically, I think, the uh, Drake's headquarters, which is an arcade. And uh, Ivan and uh, Slick, they end up uh, heading over there. We see them going through and even more chaos, man. You see people's heads getting uh, bashed in by uh, bumper cars and uh, I, yeah, I, that shit was crazy. Yeah, Ivan gets a uh, a mallet, and he has some dude uh, on there, like where you're like supposed to smash the uh, the the certain area, and then it's supposed to have like a little like thing go up and hit the bell. But uh, with this, yeah, the like test your strength shit from the old carnival. Yeah, but with this one, he just has the dude right there all tied up, and his foot right there, and he smashes the guy's foot to smithereens. So just like chaos going on all over the place right here. Uh, and like I said, it's an arcade, so they, they, they go off where the arcade stuff's going on. And, uh, there's some, uh, some kid playing on the arcade and, and with the game that, that he's playing on, it's, uh, called the, uh, Plague. And we find out that those are actual, uh, characters that'll come to, uh, play later on in the movie. So, uh, yeah, this kid's playing and then, uh, Slick goes over to him and basically that kid owes him money. So he's all, you know, kind of giving him a hard time. And uh, the kids like, uh, well, like, oh, I'll, like, oh man, I lost track. Like, you know, playing these games, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask for a, for a, you know, uh, my allowance uh, sooner. So you know, he's all bringing that stuff up. They end up breaking the guy's arm, snapping it, like, well, using the joysticks or something on on the game. Um, they end up like, uh, Slick ends up uh, talking about like, uh, oh, do you want to find out how to not feel pain after this guy's armor is broken and uh at that point i thought okay this guy's uh done for because of all the stuff that we've been seeing them do so i you know with with no there being no more pain i thought okay they're gonna like kill him but instead he throws yeah a, me too i was like man this, this is gonna get his head ripped off or something yeah uh something horrible like maybe they rip him in half yeah. or something but uh yeah instead he throws a big old like uh baggie of uh cocaine like almost like uh like scarface style just throws it on top of that uh that panel of the uh video game and has the guy just breathe in deep he got like a big old like uh crazy smile on his face after doesn't care about his arm broken anymore runs off and all the other people are after the that stuff uh before that happened before the arm got broken uh yeah our uh, character that i mentioned abby she was there and she kind of told slick to lay off the guy uh after slick did what he did with with uh, that kid uh which his name was otis hey otis what are you playing uh, I, I forgot slick i spent my money at the arcade you owe me money you're burning me uh, let me call my mom i can get my allowance early there must be some hell of allowance huh She he goes back to Abby, uh, which is slick. Slick goes to Abby, and he you know he's kind of like uh, okay, you gave me a hard time talking to her and stuff, and uh, basically okay like that we're gonna that they're gonna end up uh, screwing or something, and he's gonna got that he's got money for her, so uh, they kind of make out for a little bit, and um, she thought she was gonna get paid, and then you just see like a like a garage door roll up uh, from that arcade, and then on, on the outside you see like a car. And some dude like all did up with like a mask and he's got a big uh, like a sack for like uh, kidnapping. 
and with the mask, it kind of looked like, uh, um, what would that mask kind of look like to you, Paul? Like, for, I know it kind of like has reminiscent of some other type of horror movies, uh, like The Others or, uh, well, what was that? The Purge kind of looked like that. So at that point, the, the hobo say, you know, like gets involved. Uh, he doesn't let Slick, uh, have that girl get kidnapped and he, uh, he beats up slick and ends up uh, he had like a sock uh, a sock full of coins and he ends up smashing slick in the face with it so i thought that was a cool touch because uh you know the hobo like collects coins in there and uh it was a nice weapon that he used yeah so he ends up smashing him upside his face and it's like i had that moment from like uh way back when of uh homie the clown homie used to have a sock and he used to beat kids up and he used to say homie don't play that and that was uh, from yeah. the old show in Living Color uh, that yep. us uh, uh, olden folks you, used to you watch. You kids don't know what we're talking about. That's because uh, we're old. Ah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm thinking, hobo, don't play that. <laughs> he should have said it. Hobo, don't play that. <laughs> uh, that, that. I'm glad he didn't say that. That would have messed up. <laughs> that yeah. No, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a completely different character. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, afterwards, uh, we end up finding out uh, different things. We find out that the uh, police is corrupt and in on it because um, the hobo tries to take uh, Slick over there and, and prosecute. They end up uh, carving up our, uh, the hobo's chest uh which was slick he he cuts him up with a knife and he writes gum on his chest hobo ends up getting dumped in the uh in the garbage uh later on we see a scene where abby she's out uh trying to make some money uh she's got a deal almost going on and the hobo stumbles onto her she doesn't know who he is so she pushes him away and then she sees who it is and re- you know she knew that he he saved her life basically so you know, he's like asking for help and she ends up helping him, taking him back home. Uh, they do end up having a, a, a when they did get back to their place, to her place. Uh, she, uh, that I thought that, that was a cool scene because uh, you got to see uh, more uh, more moments with uh, between the two characters where build the characters where you did care more about both of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you see inside of her apartment, and it's, like, completely normal. It's clean. You know, nothing like the outside world where they live, you know? And that's where you kind of, like, oh, okay, like, she she really is a good person and trying to be a good person at that. So that was a good contrast right there. Yeah, and uh, one thing that the hobo uh, sees when he first gets there is that she has a, a photo frame uh, in her uh, living room. And it's empty. There's nothing there. She mentions that she really doesn't have anything that, you know, to hold on to like that. Um, so, uh, you know, like afterwards, she, you know, she ends up giving the bed to the hobo, like, so he can sleep and rest it off and cleans his wounds. So uh, during that time, the uh, the hobo even goes through a speech. Like, uh, she ends up giving him uh, a sweater, and it's got a bear on it, and he, he really likes it. And he tells her a story about a bear. So it was a nice speech. So, you know, afterwards, it's like uh, after watching this movie numerous times, it's like you uh, from this speech that he says, it's basically, uh, you know, that the that the hobo is the bear. Um, and basically that that that's kind of what comes uh, later on in the movie where you where you see uh, similarities between the story and what happens to him. Um, afterwards, uh, when when uh, she he ends up heading out uh, for the day and. 
Abby wakes up, she sees that the hobo left a picture of a bear on, on that frame and a note underneath uh, saying thanks for the bed. So it was kind of sweet. And that could have been it. Like, you know, they could have gone their separate ways at that moment. Uh, but stuff happens, man. Like this, is, like like I said, the hobo, all he wanted to do was was make that money to get that lawnmower like he wanted, uh, you know, to change his life around at least a little bit uh, to earn money instead of just begging for it. So uh, he ends up uh, meeting up with that scumbag uh, bum fight guy and uh, basically debasing himself. He ends up earning the, like, he found out that the, the lawnmower was, you know, he if he bought it, it'd be, it was forty nine ninety nine was the price. So he ends up making the money for it, heads to the pawn shop, and uh yeah, low like he's all like looking at the the lawnmower and just like you see like he's holding it in his hands and just like you see joy in the uh the bumps, you know, the hobo's face. Uh that you know things yeah. are gonna change, things are gonna get he's better. Like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, like it's hopeful <laughs> that he like you know, before it was like he didn't seem like he didn't think he was gonna ever make that money because it could have been even though it was only like 50 bucks, it could have been like uh, a million because he, he didn't have that type yeah. of money, no way to earn it. Yeah. So uh, he ended up it, getting it. It's like it's like me when I go to pick up my pizza, dude. The joy in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can't stop grinning. Yep. Like, I'm going to get it. <laughs> yep. And uh, Paul don't share. <laughs> no. I'm like, when I say my pizza, I mean my pizza. Uh. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, while he's there, uh, and, and you're thinking, okay, like, things are gonna, you know, be our, well, he's thinking things are gonna be all right. We know that, uh, that's not gonna happen. That's not the way things are, and, and the town's not gonna let that happen. So, uh, yeah, in between, like, the, the, the pawn shop guy's right there, like, the owner, uh, he's trying to make, uh, you know, deal with some other lady that's there with her baby about some jewelry, uh and then uh like three th- thugs go in there armed and and with machetes and guns and stuff and they're holding like uh the woman with the machete to her neck uh they got the gun pointed at the baby and at the at the uh, pawn shop owner uh so like they're giving like you know they're they're getting the money from the from the register again and they're giving the guy a count of three to like get more money out because they want more than what was in there and it's like okay, like the hobo's there, and he's only got one choice. Like he's looking at at you know he's he was looking at the lawnmower, but right above him, there's a shotgun. And uh, you know, ironically, the uh, the the shotgun was the same price forty nine ninety nine as uh, the lawnmower. So he has a choice to make, and of course, he's gonna choose the right one. He's gonna grab that shotgun and blow these guys away. Yeah, I like that. It was uh. Like he was deciding what to buy and not just like grabbing the shotgun and just start blowing people away. Yeah, he's like, no, I gotta pay for this shit first. Yeah, it was a de- <laughs> yeah, it was a dilemma because it's like, okay, he already had his heart set on that, and it's like it just pushed him like he's got to do that and he's gonna clean up the city. So that's basically what happens. We see like a bunch of montage where, like, I mean, he kills those guys that are in there. He saves the the, the lady and her baby. But then he goes off and starts, like, uh, you know, killing all the other scum that we've been seeing. We saw, like, a pimp. Uh, we saw, like, a perverted uh, child molester Santa uh, and a bunch yeah. of other people. And so. that was one of the scenes that was in that original trailer, too. So I'm glad they, they kept it. put yeah. that in this one. Yeah, so there's this newsstand. There's different uh, titles that show up on it that we see. It's kind of like a close-up of it. And one of the titles was uh, Hobo Stops Begging, Demands Change. 
So that was cool, but it kept showing different ones throughout, like the little montage, and then you hear like the shot, you know, the the hobo pumping his gun and shotguns going, you know, the 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 blast going off a few different times. Uh, but yeah, like uh, somebody, like you see that someone ends up stealing the papers, and then running off with it, like off screen, and then you just hear the shotgun blast and the papers fly back uh, all bloody. So you know the hobo got that guy too. Yeah. So kind of a little bit of humor, but it was, uh, of course, dark humor in this movie for sure. Um, but uh, skipping right along, folks. Uh, so the hobo gets into it with Ivan and Slick. Uh, they have some stuff going on. Uh, there was kind of a revenge thing going on between both of them. Uh, and so they had their fight, uh, which was enjoyable. I'm not going to say any details because I'm letting you Cripsers check that stuff out. Um but skipping on ahead, uh, the uh, towards the end, the Drake is out to get the the hobo. Um, so we, you know, we're down to like the head honcho right there that he wants to get revenge, and uh, yeah. So uh, earlier in the movie, uh, during the confrontation between the the brothers and the hobo, uh, the hobo uh, reunites with Abby. Um, the, she almost gets her head cut off by uh, by Slick and. God damn, oh, during, dude, that shit was gruesome. Yeah, during that stuff, I was, you know, we're all like, we're all like, come on, hobo, get her, like, save her, because, yeah. oh, man, like, I thought her head was coming off. Uh, yeah, the fucking tension, dude, because they're in separate rooms. Hobo's fighting fucking Ivan, and Slick's in there with Abby, and he's just going to town with that fucking hacksaw on her neck, dude, and and it was deep, too. Yeah, it was, um... So I mean that was that was like a, one of those scenes memorable but terrible. So, yeah, since her head almost came off, the hobo uh, saves her, takes takes her in a in a shopping cart, of course because he's the hobo, takes her in a shopping cart uh, to the hospital to try to save her. So yeah, they end up uh, you know she ends up getting saved, but but that during that time the Drake wants revenge on the hobo because the hobo ended up killing his favorite son Slick. Yeah, Ivan is uh, second fiddle throughout the whole movie, and we get we get to see many scenes where uh, that uh, that is shown. Uh, yeah, there's some good shit in there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Slick is gone. Uh, so uh, the Drake he summons uh, the guys that we heard of before when we went through, when we were at the arcade, the Plague, and dude, man, the Plague were it was kind of like. The movie was good, uh, like how it was, but when the plate came out, man, that took it up a notch big time. Seeing those yeah, guys come out, it really did. Uh, you know them strapping up the plague. They uh, they're all like uh, armored up, like almost kind of like medieval, like if it was like a pseudo armor, but like a uh, different style, you know. Um, and with a bunch of crazy weapons. So with those guys, those guys were uh, big time worth the watch. Uh, Cripsters, when you get to that point. I think those are going to be some of your, uh, the favorite characters where you're like, man, I want to see like what happens with these guys. Like, uh, like, uh, maybe an origin story or what happens afterwards or something. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking the same thing. Like, man, these, these characters are so fucking cool. I'd like to see their own movie. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like you see these guys, they got some fighting skills. They got some crazy weapons. Uh, they end up going to the hospital, uh, going, you know, because they have their uh, orders that they got to get the hobo. 
Uh, and when they're going there, man, it, it was crazy and kind of over the top, too. Like, the first thing you see when they get into the hospital, like, some uh, doctor, he's, like, with the, his patients or something. And he sees these two uh, crazy-looking dudes come out, you know, in that those that suits of armor. And he's, like, he's, like, had it. Like, he goes, like, and it's funny, like, the acting, too. He's, like, over the top. He's, like, that's it. I've had it with you junkies. And he pulls out a gun and starts shooting at them. But they got the armor, so it's just bouncing off of them. And then uh, one of the uh, one of the plague, he's got like a big old like uh, a kind of like a katana blade sword, and he starts spinning it around like all doing this sword swordsman stuff, and he just like stabs the dude through the through the middle, and uh, puts him through the wall, and uh, you see a montage where like these these co- these uh, doctors and nurses and different people, medical people, they're like not noticing who they are. They see them, they start running away, and. He, the, the dude starts, you know, the same one uh, slices him in back of the leg and uh, the other one, Grinder, he ties, he puts a noose on their, their neck and then he has like uh, some type of like a, uh, like a hook or something. Like he, he puts it into the gun where he can load it and then shoot it up and then they, they hang up through the rafters. So that was a super cool effect. And uh, like I said, top notch and Almost action packed. It really was just just seeing like looking down the hallway and you have all these bodies hanging there. It was fucking dope. It it, it did it kind of like when you saw the bodies hanging there, like when it had that little bit of a long shot, even though it's just a few seconds, where it just kind of showed them hanging. Did it kind of remind you like of a Michael Myers kind of scene, like maybe on part two? Yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah, actually, especially because of the whole hospital uh, uh, area and shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all that stuff happens. They end up uh, capturing the hobo, and they they had uh, they came in uh, motorcycles, uh, two motorcycles, and they had a, a coffin chained to it. So they throw them inside the coffin and take them back to their lair. Uh, what was cool about their lair was they had a bunch of posters there, and when you first see them, they're like fighting uh, like some type of uh, you see tentacles coming out, and they're fighting a big old gigantic thing, and you see it screaming. So to to a lot of people, to myself as well, I'm thinking that this is probably Cthulhu from uh, you know all those uh, those myths and stories of the horror realm. And uh, you see with the posters, you see different uh, people's like uh, eyes painted, redded out, and one of them was like the Easter Bunny and Jesus, and there's a hobo with them right there as well. So I thought that was kind of like uh, you know like a little bit funny, over the top, but it just went perfectly with the movie. So yeah, all that stuff happens. They end up uh, transporting uh, the hobo uh, back towards to the Drake, so Drake can have his last showdown with them and uh, do the the Drake show. Uh, while that's going on, Abby's uh, suiting up. Like she's got uh, the hobo shotgun that was left behind at the hospital, and she goes to the pawn shop where the hobo got his gun and uh, and the that the lawnmower there that he that he wanted. And she starts all gearing up. Like, she's got, like, the lawnmower, kind of like an arm shield going on. And she puts an axe uh, connected with the uh, with the uh, shotgun. So she's all geared up and, like, she's ready to kick some yeah, ass. Yeah, she gets all fucking done up. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like Ash in the Evil Dead. Like, when he kind of geared up with his, uh, with his boomstick and, uh, you know, and the chainsaw yeah. arm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Or fucking, uh, or fucking Dale on Tucker and Dale. Yeah, <laughs> he gets all that shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. I thought, I, I thought I'd look intimidating. Yeah, so yeah, she does all that. She comes out, and then these these people are out there. Those were the ones that were trying to, uh, like, there was earlier on. Like I'm saying, we're skipping around like usual. 
uh, earlier on, there were people like uh, there was like an ultimatum where the people they either have to kill uh, the homeless people and the hobos, or they're gonna have their children killed. So there was like a mob after hobos. She comes out and she's like, "What? You're gonna kill me? You think I'm I'm homeless?" She goes into this big old speech. You wanna know if I'm homeless? So you can kill me? Yeah, are you? Some people got a bed to sleep on where they can crawl under the covers and have a good night's rest. But other people, they don't got beds at all. Instead, they gotta find an alleyway or a park bench where some fucker's not gonna stab them. Just because they don't got beds doesn't mean they're homeless. Because guess what? They got the biggest home of any of us. It's called the streets. And right now, we're all standing in their home. So maybe we should show them some goddamn respect. If this is their home, they got a right to keep it clean, don't they? Sometimes on the streets, a broom just ain't gonna fucking cut it. It's when you gotta get a shotgun. Back to uh, where the Drake's at. It looks like the hobo is, uh, he's in the same situation that the uncle was in in the beginning. So he's got, yep. he ends up getting a uh, manhole cover wrapped around his head. And we saw what happened in the beginning of the movie. So we're like, ah, oh, crap. We don't want this to happen oh, to our uh, hero right there. So he's there. Um, our hero hobo? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's that's going on where, like, the hobo's almost going to lose his head. Uh, the Drake's playing it up to the crowd. Um, but, uh, yeah, right before, like, the hobo's going to lose his head, Abby shows up. We see uh, we see uh, something happen with Ivan, but I'm not going to tell you, Cripsters. You get to watch it when you watch it. Uh, I'm not going to give that t- tidbit up uh, towards the end. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the hobo looks like he's going to lose his head. Do you Cripsters still want to hear what's going on? Or do you want me to leave it there? We'll keep going. But if uh, you really want to watch this movie you haven't seen it, I would pause it and get back to... Uh, this episode at this moment because uh you know i've been trying to like not say all the spoilers spoiler alert this is uh gonna be like the end and uh it's uh worth the watch uh, uh you know it's a it's a crazy ride so yeah uh hobo's almost gonna lose his head abby saves him in the last minute before she saves him she's in a scuffle with the uh the plague uh she's with grinder she turns on her lawnmower weapon ends up uh tearing him apart you see like a bunch of like metal pieces flying all over the place uh and she jumps off well when the rope's getting taut right on the last second and cuts it right before the hobo's head was gonna come off so uh of course the drake's pissed off from that she's trying to save the hobo trying to pull him up the drake gets behind her and uh with her shield weapon that she had with the lawnmower blades going off uh, that was off on the side, still going on. So the Drake got her from behind, and he push. He he's kind of pushing her, where he's trying to get her head, uh, you know, into the blades to to finish her off, uh, to stop him. She's basically kind of like with with any of us, like when we're getting towards something we don't want to happen. Like if we're gonna fall, you automatically kind of put your hands in front of you. So that's what she does. She puts her hand in front of the blades, trying to like stop him. But, of course, the blades are going, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty gruesome there. We see her hand come off, all chopped to pieces, and all that's left is, like, a bone sticking out uh, from where her uh, hand used to be. 
So she got a bone sticking yeah, out with the blood squirt disgusting, out. disgusting, and I loved it. Yeah, super hardcore. So while that's going on, she's all screaming, you know, because, of course, that, you know, that looked like it hurt. And uh, the effects that were done, man, looked great uh, and some good yeah, acting. Yeah, it looked fucking good. Yeah, so after that, she elbows the Drake in the midsection. She turns around and starts stabbing him with that exposed bone sticking out of her wrist. So she's stabbing him up. He falls down. She goes back to save uh, the hobo. And uh, she goes back. She doesn't know what to do. So he's telling her, yeah, just pull me up by the hair if you have to. So she's pulling him by the hair. She can't get him all the way out. So she ends up using the bone in one of the holes to, to lift up the cover. And, and, oh, man, I felt like anyone that watches this, it's like you feel it. Like that must hurt. And you can you can feel yeah. that pain when she's lifting up. That shit was like gut-wrenching fucking, oh, my God. You almost want to look away, but you don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, while that's going on, uh, the other plague member that's still around, he ends up trying to go back uh, to, uh, to towards them. They get the hobo out just in time. He gets his shotgun, and the guy's like, he killed Grinder, you know, in his crazy demonic style voice because I, I don't know if they're human or not. They could be. Uh, yeah, we don't know what the fuck they are. Uh, so, yeah, he goes over there and he's like, she killed Grinder. Now she must join the plague. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, that would have been crazy uh, if that actually did happen. Uh, but it kind of didn't go with the story anyways. So, like, uh, the hobo, like, pumps his shotgun. And he's like, oh, well, she's not going nowhere. So <laughs> you see the plague member just turn around and take off. And that's, you know, the last that you see of him. Uh, and, uh, you know, the hobo is, is with, uh, gets, gets reunited with Abby. She's all bloody on the floor with it, you know all chopped up and stuff and uh he's there he gives her a hug and it's kind of like uh like i said with that speech that he had about the bear um you know towards the end of that speech he talks about like you should never hug a bear and the old and uh talk about the blood that they get bloodthirsty if they they get a taste of that human blood and the only way to stop it is if uh you know is to destroy the bear so at the end like he goes over towards uh the drake to uh, you know they have a little bit of a speech going on for a little bit uh during that time the uh the the crooked cops end up showing up uh <laughs> and what was cool about the crooked cops which I didn't kind of mention I just kind of like uh lightly touched up on them but they show up and one of the crooked cops uh one of the main ones that uh that one was the actor that was the hobo in the fake trailer so that was cool knowing oh, yeah, that he was right. part of it um and uh, I, I like the scene where, like, they're, they're all out to get the, to kill the hobos. The cops come out, and one of them is like, oh, that at least he's killing the, the dirty cops only. And the, that, that guy that was the actor, that same one I'm mentioning, he, it's like a close-up to his face and all crazy looking. And the way he says it, too, he's like, we're all dirty cops. <laughs> Uh, just just his face and it, it, it went it went it was like over the top and perfect for this movie. Yeah. Uh so yeah. It really was. Yeah, so I mean all those cops they arrive, they're ready to kill the hobo. They're like, Yeah, you back off from them. The only way uh that you got a chance to get out of here alive is if you don't you know, you put your gun down and take off. So yeah, it's like a showdown, almost kinda like uh the good, the bad, the ugly towards the end, but not quite uh, different type of style. Uh, but yeah, it's like, okay, the hobo's right there. He's got the gun on him. Uh, they talk amongst each other for a little bit, like, uh, the hobo and the Drake for a little bit. The Drake ends up knowing that the hobo's going to finish him off. So 
the Drake talks to him for a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, you guys, are gonna, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone." Uh, and he and the Drake grabs the hobo shotgun and just like sticks it towards his his head, and uh, you know, Abby's like, you know, she doesn't want the hobo to shoot him because she knows if he shoots, that everybody's, you know, they they're gonna kill him. Uh, in between that time, like uh, the Drake was talking about, like he owns the city and nobody's gonna, you know. Uh, turn their back on them the last thing you see is like the people that were surrounding the area that were uh, the crowd kind of cheering on the drake in the beginning because they have to they all turn on them they all got guns and weapons and all different tor- sorts of stuff and torches and stuff uh and they all turn on them they're all like for the hobo and for abby so like the the cops got them to deal with now too it's not just the hobo so yeah like the hobo ends up uh blowing the drake's head off Uh, and then, like, you just see the cops shooting, you see the hobo getting shot up, you see the people shooting, and, the, and the, like, just mayhem all over the place. You see cops getting dropped, uh, just just uh, total carnage. And you just hear, hear Abby screaming in the background. At the end, you see the hobo just drop to the floor after getting shot so many times. He falls down uh, all bloody, lets go of the shotgun, and, uh, yeah, the hobo is done for. That's the end of our movie. And a great fucking ending to a great fucking movie. That's the only way it could have ended, especially, like I said, it had a yeah, that speech of the bear. It just coincided with uh, the hobo's life. So, uh, I don't know. Like, with this movie, like, I, I got to say one thing about it. Like, uh, Cripsers, when you do watch it, uh, some of you, it might not be your cup of tea watching it. And, like I said, it's extreme. There's a lot of different things. Yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, it's extreme. There's a uh, gore, the 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 scantily clad women. Some of a few of them are naked. Uh, just a bunch of different stuff for for other ones that can just look past some of it. But like it just went with the movie. Um, it uh, it was a it was a fun ride. Like the first time I watched it, it was kind of like I said, it was hard watching it. I I got into it seeing the uh, the plague even that first time. Like these guys look awesome. And the stuff they were doing. Um, and the more times I watch this movie, the more times I enjoy it. After doing this review, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like watching it again. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. Uh, it's it's one of those fun movies. You just got to like, it's just kind of like a, a roller coaster ride. And uh, if you're into, uh, you know, stuff like that where uh, you get your adrenaline going, uh, this is one for you. Um, I enjoyed the performance of Rutger Hauer. Uh, he was awesome. He didn't say too many lines, but when he did, it, it held a lot of weight. His screen time, just him being there, uh, great choice in the in the actor. Uh, if they had to replace the original, going with Rutger Hauer, um, the the actress that played Abby, awesome job as well. Like, uh. I just loved, like I said, the evolution that happened with her where she was just a total badass at the end, total 180 on that one. Yeah, I really liked her character and her progression. Yeah, um, even like with the, the two bo- the two sons, uh, Ivan and Slick, uh, those guys were like over the top, but that's what they were meant to be. Uh, some, when, you, when you first see it, you might think like these guys don't know how to act or something. 
because it's just how they are, but that's just their characters. And the more times you watch it, it kind of becomes more enjoyable. Um, with the Drake, uh, he, like I said, over the top, uh, like, you know, the ringleader. And, uh, like I said, kind of like the, kind of, a like a game show host from hell. Uh, the more times I watch him, I kind of like his character too. And, uh, <laughs> thinking of it, I, I think it must've been fun for that actor to, to play this part and really get into he, cause he, oh, he got bet, into man. it. I'd, I'd have a blast. <laughs> yeah, he got into it, man. Um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, with all that, like I said, we love the look of the movie. the 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 music was awesome on it as well. Uh, I like I said, the beginning part, and even like when the uh, when the play come out, that music was awesome as well. So uh, maybe towards the end of this uh, review, we'll have a little bit of that plague music come out. What were your thoughts on it, Chainsaw? Uh, you know what? Pretty much like everything you said, man. Um, I really enjoyed Rucker Howard's performance, even though he didn't have very many lines, he didn't need it. You know what I mean? Like we, we felt what he was going through just by his, his performance, his, his, uh, his body movements and his face, you know, like we saw everything that all the pain that he was feeling and shit. And, um, Abby was really cool. I liked her character a lot, her progression. Uh, Slick and Ivan, dude, they were just fucking crazy. Yeah, well, the Ivan's character, like, one of the, like, I mean, there's different stuff on him, but, like, he was, like, the the the, the son that the Drake didn't even care for. Uh, but some of the memorable parts when he comes out and then they're, they're like, uh, they do that thing with the uh, bus full of kids, and um, which we didn't mention on there, but you guys are going to see it. Um, yeah, like he comes out, and then they're playing uh, that disco inferno music, so that was kind of uh, you, you think of that when you uh, relive this movie. Uh, also, when he puts on the skates and he's walking on there doing his strut, that's kind of funny too, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when he ends up getting like getting kind of burnt up after t- tussling with the hobo, and then you see him kind of with like a soul patch, uh, kind of burned into the front of his face, yeah. And his fucking hand and arms just all melted. Yeah, you know, there's some there's some good stuff in here, man. It's jam- this movie's jam packed with fucking good shit, and we didn't want to give it all away for the people that haven't seen it yet. So that's why we kind of like went we skipped a lot and shit. But you know, that's because this movie's fucking awesome, and we think that everybody should fucking watch it. Huh? Yeah, uh, it's a perfect family film. <laughs> not not really <laughs> family Christmas film, you know, <laughs> along with fucking like Frosty the Snowman and shit. You'll uh if you do watch <laughs> this with your kids, you're gonna warp their mind for sure, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um yeah. Cause we, we don't suggest you do that here at the crypt. Not yet because we advise against it. Not yet, not till they're older. <laughs> um but yeah, us uh older folks and uh you adult cripsters out there. Uh, when you watch this, uh, it you'll have a good time if you uh, if you love that stuff. If you love over the top, uh, stuff. If you love that greenhouse feel, uh, this one, uh, top top marks on it for hitting the marks on on uh, on what it was supposed to be because, you know, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, you know, nice direction by that director that that uh, filmed this. Um, uh, and the story was cool. And uh, adding those characters of the plague was awesome. And I'm glad you brought them up again because you had mentioned how, uh, you know, Abby killed one of them and then the other one was like, now you must join the plague. Yeah. 
there was that deleted scene yeah. that you had showed me where uh, I guess originally they wanted to where she she did join the plague and I don't know like I I don't think that it would have been good in the, in the actual movie so it's I'm glad that they took it out but it was still it was still pretty fucking cool to see that yeah, because it could have been like, okay, like uh, we're doing a part two at some point. I don't know how it's going to be Hobo with second yeah. part two. Maybe it's a different Hobo. Uh, and then uh, Abby is one of the, uh, you know, she joined the plague. And uh, now she's one of the antagonists instead, which would have been kind of weird. You know, we've seen it done before <laughs> where the victims end up being the fucking killers and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it, it it could work, and I'd like to see that. Actually, I wouldn't mind a, a sequel, um, not necessarily Hobo with a Shotgun too, but a sequel in the same same world with Abby and and shit as the plague. That'd be dope. Yeah, I kind of like I said, I kind of would uh, like to see the plague and uh, some of the stuff they did uh, in the past. Maybe even if yeah. even if it was like a, a that too a cartoon form or something, that would have been cool. Like. Having them fight Cthulhu and seeing how they capture him, if that was Cthulhu, uh, you know, behind that door that they were fighting with when they got back to their uh, their lair. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I mean, it 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 uh, I mean, they've done it before with other stuff, like with uh, yeah, with Rob Zombie when he did that. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was it called, Paul? That one with Doctor Satan and different stuff in there. Oh, uh, Haunted World of El Super Beasto. Yeah, with that one. Uh, that one still had his characters yeah. on there. They were cartoon, but it was cool seeing them there, and and it expanded yeah. the world oh, more I, than you I could do. I love that shit. Yeah, so, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe it is in the back of someone's mind out there, uh, or maybe not. Maybe this is it. But just this being, you know, just uh, this movie, it was done well. I enjoyed it. All right, so on to the scores, and uh, we're starting this time with Chainsaw Paul. What say you, Paul? Uh, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna just jump right in and give you give you my score. All right, I gave it an eight. It's not a perfect movie, um, the, although there really isn't much I could say should have been done differently. It's it's just kind of one of those movies where like, what what we got is fucking awesome, and I wouldn't really change anything. Um, but I could I can't put it up up there with like masterpiece fucking numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, the performances were all done very well. Rucker Hauer fucking killed it. Pretty much everybody in the cast killed it. Uh, it was an interesting story, even though we kind of seen it before in other movies. Like um, I want to, you know, like I know I I, I don't really want to compare it too much because this movie is a masterpiece, but. It's sort of similar to like Taxi Driver. What my favorite Where, movie? Yeah, your favorite movie. But just think about it, like you know, a, a guy just oh gets yeah sick I, of seeing this shit going on in his town, and he he feels like he needs to do something about it. That's right. But uh, the the when, uh, of course, I mean, there's differences on on this one, but it does have that similarity for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'll give it an eight. Uh, what'd you give it, Wolfman? Ha, well, surprise, surprise. Uh, I ended up uh, making notes on this movie. And uh, before we ended up recording, I was like, all right, let me uh, put my score down on this one. Um, and we uh, have matching scores. Both give it an eight. Uh, the reason behind. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, I mean, sometimes we're just a little bit off, and, uh, you know, I don't know if we've ever Well, last episode, we were way off. (laughs) Yeah, we were. (laughs) Uh, But with this one, uh, I give it an eight more for, uh, not that this was like how Paul said, this is not going to be a masterpiece. This is not one that you're going to watch and say, hey, this one deserves to get an Oscar or Best Picture of the Year or something. Uh, More, I give it that eight because of... uh, the enjoyment that I get watching this movie and how, like, we enjoyed uh, the aspects of, of this movie, the way it was made, um, that it was what it was as far as the Greenhouse movie. It accomplished its goal. Uh, the story was good. Uh, the acting was, was well done. Uh, the characters you can get behind uh, are uh, heroes in the movie. And uh, the, uh, the villains were despicable, but, like, over the top, so... All that stuff was enjoyable, um, and that's why it gets the eight because of, uh, like I said, my enjoyment, and uh, because, like I said, uh, mentioned before, um, the enjoyment that I get from it, I I kind of enjoy it uh, the more times that I've watched it, like the more times I I watch it, like I I, I feel like uh, I can enjoy it even more just by uh, enjoying that over the topness that I know that I can expect now. Uh, that just uh, yeah. threw me off that first time watching it. I wasn't. Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting all that stuff, but now watching it, it's like, uh, all right, I can deal with this. I can deal with the carnage. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the first time you watch it, you're fucking kind of taken back and kind of shocked yeah. at what you're seeing, and then you watch it more and more, and you're kind of desensitized to it. It's still cool, but then you start you're able to focus on other things that are happening. And like the humor, and you know, it's actually a fun watch, you know. Yeah, and and then you so. can, like your brain kind of tells yourself, "All right, it's only a movie," and now you can watch the things and be like, "All right, I like how they uh, did this certain part, or how they filmed this uh, certain way, or or when they they did extreme close up on this part to go over the top on certain things, uh, and the and the gore aspect, uh, the person that did the makeup on it, you can uh, enjoy all that stuff." And even the 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 uh, place that they picked to to film the movie, the different locations, just how scummy they made it look, you know, it just went with everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Wolfman and Chainsaw, we both agree. We give it an eight. Uh, it's worth the watch. Uh, and uh, if uh, like if you uh, want, watch it again, <laughs> like we did. Chainsaw Paul says, "Go check that shit out." All right, Wolfman's fucking. Another episode in the books. Had a fucking blast. Yeah, me too. I had a blast uh, recording this and uh, and watching that movie. And like I said, I'll probably watch this after we're done recording. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for us here at the Crypt. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And we hope that you guys give Hobo with the Shotgun a fucking watch. Yeah, it's free on Tubi. That's right. You know, that's it. anybody can watch it. It's fucking free. Huh. <laughs> you don't have to be, guys. You need to get that shit. Yep. You Cripsters have a good night and stay creepy. <laughs> <laughs>